Who are the top stars in the South Florida sports landscape? On today's show, we are going to rank them 10 to 1, their impact on the sporting community, and which Panthers made it into the top 10. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into Sunday, July 6th edition of the Lockdown Florida Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers Podcast your first listener of the day. I'm Armando Velez. You can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to the everydayers who come back here and get your daily Florida Panthers fix. And just a reminder for some housekeeping, once again, throughout the month of August, we will be having somewhere between two to four shows a week. We'll be ramping it back up to five days a week, starting in mid to late September. So this is, once again, an opportunity to get creative uh, throughout the summer when there is not much news lately in the world of the Florida Panthers, even though there's big NHL news going on with the trade of Eric Carlson to the Pittsburgh Penguins. But on today's show, we are going to rank the top athletes in South Florida sports. And who better to, to, to talk about this with than someone who is well-versed in the South Florida sports landscape. He is Florida Panthers historian and Marlins historian, Francisco Porta. Francisco, welcome back to the show. I'm at least semi-well-versed in two of the four franchise and i guess the soccer team too now because now they matter <laughs> yeah uh and and this this list include every everyone from the the four major sports as in mlb nhl nfl nba and then we're going to include someone from the mls team if if you know a little bit of a hint there but this was something that was uh spoken about on the locked on heat show with david Ramil and rest west goldberg I decided to message them, hey, saying, hey, do you think that I could also uh, also do this, but my version of it? And they said, go ahead. So you'll see you if for the listeners who listen to multiple locked on shows in South Florida, you'll get uh, the Florida from the Florida Panthers host uh, uh, the our, our top ten along with my special guests. But let's start with uh, ten to eight on who are top. Uh, 10 players in South Florida sports. And I'm going to start with Luisa rise at number 10. Okay. And you know, the only, I think the only issue would be the, the, the slugging for Luisa rise can hit in different situations to every part of the field. And when there's runners in scoring position and he always gives the, the team a chance to, when 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 you get on base and his fielding percentage is actually pretty good that's something that's not talked about but definitely definitely a, a guy who who gives his team a chance to to win and then number 9 I'm going to have wide receiver 2 for the Miami Dolphins Jalen Waddle a homegrown a homegrown kid that the Dolphins drafted with the Texans pick that they traded back trade but up and traded back to number 6 for and he's been the great wide receiver number two for the Dolphins. And then number eight is Bam Adebayo for, for me. 
guy who could take run the offense, take the ball up the court as well for a big guy. Doesn't really post up. He's not that's not his game, but definitely can shoot um valuable mid-range jumpers around the perimeter as well. So 10, Luisa Rise, number nine, Jalen Waddle, number eight, bam out of bio for me, Francisco. How about you? Okay. Uh, and I guess I feel like we're going to have very similar lists because I mean, there's a lot of athletes in South Florida, but there's not like, if you're trying to compile a top 10, there's a few criteria that you're thinking of with regards to, uh, their performance on the field. I actually take into account some of their stuff off the field a little yes. bit because I think as an athlete, you're, you're also kind of seen as a role model. You're, mm. you're also seen in the community. You're also seen. Uh, just how you make fans feel, right? I mean, I, I do. You'll you'll see my bias with regards to like the Marlins and and even the Panthers a little bit here, but uh, I think that there's there's certain players that evoke certain emotions out of fans. Uh, I recently did a uh, for what for whatever reason for like a day or even for like a few a few days during a week. Uh, this this I mean for the Marlins really hit this skid, which has been really bad. Uh, I, I just talked about Riniel Pinto. And if you're a Marlins fan, that evokes some emotions from you because it a, a lot of emotions of anger. I posted a picture of this guy and people responded with, this guy ruined my childhood. <laughs> he was a Marlins lifer. And there's just certain players that give you this sense of, oh man, he's beloved, like Dontrell Willis or, or you know. Mm, the leg kick. The pinnacle is like Dan Marino and Dwayne Wade, right? Those are the two. And then you have guys like, Reniel Pinto or Heath Bell, just uh, you know, yeah, top or two, he played like seven games. You know, it's like, oh, we traded Luongo for this guy. So it's uh, there's some guys that are just like there's just ire from people. So I think there is uh, some some of that criteria. So I wanted to explain a little bit of my criteria before I started I started talking about this, but uh, I have I would say uh, I need a defensive player for the Miami Dolphins uh, or, or some or, or not a defensive player, but a guy that you know, when you were the big boys in there. So I put Christian Wilkins in there. Okay. Right? So Christian Wilkins, he's he's done fantastic. So the team has has drafted him. He's a he's an interesting mind off the field. He's very uh, compared to other NFL players who just seemed I don't know. There's just a certain cut of cloth from them. He's very unique in that sense. He's like I love musicals and things like that. He's he's a very um, uh, a very unique personality that I like about him. He, he'll he'll do stuff for the team with regards to like sending him off to like do the first pitch for the Marlins or do these charity or community events. He's he's actually pretty good with that off the field as well. I mean, the, the legendary, you know, chest bump that he did with Roger Goodell when he got drafted. <laughs> That's mm. that you can see that enough. So I think Christian Wilkins is a top ten athlete here in South Florida just for. Uh, the, the way that he does play, but also the way that he can, he carries himself and is just a unique personality. I think that's people love him for that. He also um, attends a lot of Panther games too. Yeah, yeah. And that's uh, the, the Dolphins players really uh, for for they they do uh, attend a lot of Panthers games, which is pretty cool to see. Um, mm. So so there's so there's him. I have here. Uh, so this is ten, nine, and eight, right? So. Uh, I do have Bam Adebayo. I think, uh, and I wasn't really ready for ranking these from top to bottom, 
But regardless, I'll put Bam here. Uh, he's obviously, from the way the Heat have, have treated him since he got drafted, since uh, they, they believe in him, they believe in He's still super young when you consider it, and just because the Heat drafted him when he was like 19 years old. So it feels like he's been in the league forever, which in a way he has, but he's he's still young. And he's he's shown flashes of like people think that he's gonna score like 30, 40 points per game, like just that sort of but he's not that type of guy. He's an all-around player. And a lot of the things that you'll notice from him, you you either have to go to advanced metrics to kind of get a gauge as to what he is about, or you, you really do have to look at the eyeball test and think, well. You got to look at his defense, which people don't, it's not sexy. It's, defense isn't it's very sexy to people. It's not something that stands out to people, but he, you have to look at his defense. And and there are there have been games throughout these uh, amazing runs for the Heat in the last five seasons It's where he has had games where he's stepped up and he's put up. You, know, you can ask 20 points from this guy, but he's put up very important 20 points for the Miami Heat. So I think if, if Bam is there – He's not. He's made All Star teams. He, he's he's two finals. Not, yeah, two two NBA finals. That there's. Uh, I think people are harsh, like treat him a little bit harshly. Mm-hmm. In that I sense, agree. They're expecting him to be. I don't know, prime Dwight Howard. I think that's probably what they're trying to expect from him. But he's not going to be that. But he's he's definitely one of the the top. Uh, players in the in the NBA because you notice that the Heat don't really throw his name around with regards to like any sort of trade, especially the one that's kind of been looming for all the summer and it hasn't yeah. happened yet, but it should happen and and you know free Dame, uh, so there you go. Uh, so that's that's my number nine and now my number eight, num- my number eight. I'm gonna put a Panther here. I'm gonna put a Panther here because uh, I think um, uh, the other ones on my list. I have to kind of put them a little bit higher for 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 reasons that they've been super important for their teams. But this guy's is incredibly important. But Carter Verhage. Oh, so I'm Carter Verhage. Oh, he's um, not on my list, but he's not on your list. But I I, I had to put him because mm. uh, it's not just the fact that he's been incredibly consistent since he's come down here to South Florida. The big um, moments, right? And that's that honestly swayed me because it's not just about these guys through the regular season. It's also the fact that you have to also show up for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And you look at the Panthers haven't had many guys show up for the playoffs in their in their franchise history. But there is one guy that does show up, and it's Carter Verhage. And he's that's been a good point. Up for quite a long time. He got that cup in, in Tampa and he brought the same same fervor down here to South Florida. So I, I mean, and he obviously had the, the massive, massive series winning goal against Boston. Mm, okay. That, that guy, that guy lives for the big games. Yes. He, he, he lives, lives for, for the, he lives for the clutch. That's for sure. So, yeah. and uh, he is one of the honorable mentions. Other honorable mentions that I have are Josh Chisholm, Sergey Bobrovsky, well, Even, I mean, do you do you want to go through some honorable mentions before we keep going? Because I think we'll have yeah, a lot we'll, of similar we'll, ones. We'll keep we'll keep we'll keep going after this one. Uh, but but another one, Brooks Kepka, and if he ends up being okay, you went he, you went off the board there. <laughs> and uh and uh, 
Damian Lillard if the, if that trade does end up going. But we're going to go seven through four when when we come back from uh, from this commercial break and get into segment number two. We are going to discuss seven through four uh, in, in segment number two here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about AG1. And I started taking my AG1 because sometimes I have a little bit too much coffee and I drink it in the morning before my workout and it makes me feel great. If a comprehensive solution is what you need for your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. That's ag1.com slash NHL Network. Check it out. Segment number two here on this Sunday, July 6th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, where, where Francisco Aporta and I are discussing our top 10 stars in South Florida. So for me, uh, seven through four, uh, uh, I do have a Panther as this next one. I got to go with the captain, Alexander Barkov, the leader of the team, the guy who's been there for a decade, who, who has been through a lot of hell as far as losing when it, when it comes to this franchise and the even though he can score 40 in any given season of course uh with the injuries is really what's been holding him back but he's what he does on the especially on the defensive end of the ice 200 foot game back checks that creates transition he can score on the power play all situations take an important face off sasha barkov is number seven number six when healthy, he was an MVP candidate last year, and that's Tua Tungavailoa, the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. I'm going to put him at number six. Number five, it's because the reason why, even though he's not having a good year, I have him at number five because if you get this guy in the postseason, I think he could really take over a pitching staff, and that's Sandy Alcantara, so who's been good the last two starts for the Marlins. And number four, I got Jimmy Butler. Uh not the prime, not not a guy who will jack up threes, but he can drive to the paint, get important free throws for those uh, for additional points on the board as well, and does it on the defensive end, just like Barkov, and and is just a great as far as a floor general as well for a small forward for Jimmy Butler. So seven through four, Francisco, who are your who are your guys? Okay. All right, so I have at so this is number seven, right? Okay, right, so let me make sure. Okay, so it's number seven. I have Tua, Tua Tagovailoa. I almost put him in the honorable mentions because it uh, it just seems like every season he's injured, and that that kind of does play into the factors for my criteria. But at the same time, his importance to the Dolphins is, of course. He's the most important player on the team. Mm-hmm. And when he is healthy, he is starting to show that he can play in the NFL, that he can be a, a leader of a team that can, if if he stays healthy, could possibly win at least 10 games mm-hmm. in the season, which should be enough for the Dolphins to, to crack a wild card spot and then see what happens once they make the playoffs because – that's basically what happens here in South Florida now. Let's just, just get in and see what happens. And uh, it's just been unfortunate for him that he's had injuries of 
that obviously he can't control. Things happen, and obviously last season was 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 very not good with the concussions. So, uh, but Tua Tua belongs in this top ten list at the very least, just because when he is healthy, he he is uh, one of the top athletes, and he's showing it. And I think this this season he's he's bulked up. I think he might have watched the last dance. He, yeah, he's, I think he might have watched the last dance when Michael Jordan was getting pummeled by the Detroit Pistons, and then he bulked up in order to take a beating, uh, and, and that that changed his game uh, and his longevity for 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 his career at the end. And uh, maybe Tua's trying to take that into account. Maybe if he bolts up, he can withstand the hits a little bit better, and hopefully that uh, that doesn't backfire on him in any sort of way. Uh, I have that's so that was number seven. Number six, I have Luis Arias. Uh, mm-hmm. He's uh, I have him higher because he's the Marlins' best hitter right now. I, I I don't. I'm very biased, obviously, with regards to seeing him. I'm Marlins historian as well, and what he does is incredibly difficult. It doesn't matter how he gets it done. Everybody's been talking about him being a singles merchant. But he's he. I think if he was on any other team that was a contender right now, if you put him on, you put him on the Braves or the Dodgers, or you put him in New York with the Yankees, he would be even more highly touted than he was here in in, in Miami. And I agree. It's, it's mainly because of what he's surrounded by. The Marlins have been incredibly inconsistent with scoring runs. And scoring runs in the clutch, and Luis Arias seems to always be on base. But the problem with being on base is that he's got nobody driving him in. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but it doesn't, it it shouldn't take away from the fact that he's he's been for the for at least up to half the season he was flirting with four hundred. That's like three seventy, I believe, right now. Which was yeah, still pretty and, good. Yeah, and he's not going to get to four hundred. That's unless mm-hmm. he completely goes off in these next two months to finish out the season. But he has been – that's something that's incredibly rare nowadays in, in baseball. Everything's about the three true outcomes, swinging for the fences, and and he's back to a classic style of baseball that we haven't really seen. And I keep comparing him. He's the Venezuelan Tony Gwynn. We haven't mm. seen that in a long time, and the Marlins haven't seen that in a long time either. It's, it's been a long time since they've had a player that can consistently get on base. Doesn't strike out often. Doesn't strike out often, puts the ball in play, and he he's you see him thinking out there. That's that's another thing. He's got a he's got a high IQ. He's got a high IQ for what he's seeing the defense giving him and what pitchers are giving him. So he'll shoot things through holes and, and and try, he has a plan when he gets there. Mm-hmm. He and, and it's not that other players don't have plans. Other players do, but he sees the game on a different level. And I hope that he he stays in Miami. That, that's another thing. That's but I hope he stays in Miami and and we can keep him. He be our version of Tony Gwynn, and and he'll be here for. And he's he's well on pace uh, to to get. 2,500 hits if he keeps going like this. So this is a one of the rare instances of the Marlins winning a trade. Mm-hmm. No doubt. All right. So that was my number six. And my number five, let's see. So I have a top five. I'm going to make sure I've got this here. 
Uh, actually, number five, I shall put as what's number six, right? Yeah, okay. Number five is Sandy Alcantara. We have the same number for Sandy. So Sandy, he's been struggling this season. Um, there's a lot of pressure with being the ace of the staff, having won the Cy Young, so he knows that he's the ace of the staff. And and there's been changes this season that might have affected him a bit. The pitch clock is new and the lack of a shift as well in baseball. So there's some rule changes that have that may have affected the way that he's approached the game. But he's settling in now since the All-Star break. He's he started to settle in. He, he started seeing flashes of it. And now he's getting back to throwing eight pitches or complete games, which is great for the Marlins. But unfortunately, the offense doesn't pick him up or the bullpen doesn't Blows it. hold Yeah. Uh, hold the games for him at all so that's that's unfortunate for him but he is one of the top pitchers in baseball and he finally uh, the marlins have an ace it's been a while since they've had a definitive ace like this uh gosh man since jose fernandez died uh, Mm -hmm. that's that's really it and and sandy's locked up yeah and and he's he's locked up and that's kind of why I see there's a bit of a sense of urgency for the Marlins because they made some trades in this past trade deadline. And uh, I think the Marlins really do need to find a way to win within this window, but I find it very difficult. Mm-hmm. The division that they're in, the, the Braves are incredibly good. The Phillies have also uh, shown a knack that, that they're still defending National League champions. And they have a, a team that has a few guys locked up and they spend a lot of money and the Mets the Mets are a joke, which is funny, but they still have a lot of money. Mm, They're a no joke doubt. with a lot of money. And and so the Marlins need to find a way. And without Sandy, it's going to be incredibly difficult. Mm. But for right now, he's the ace. He's the ace of the staff. But there's another guy that uh, just got called up again that might take that throne from him. But mm. uh, that's my number five. And, okay, we're up to top four. Wow. Number four. Number four. This, this is different. I'm doing this on the spot right now. So this is... This is it. Hmm. Okay. People are going to say this is sacrilegious. Why don't I put Messi here? Oh, <laughs> okay. I got I, him I, I, he's on my list, but higher. I'm going to put Messi here. I don't watch soccer. I don't care about soccer. I, I don't I, I, I don't really have a, a, a taste or a feel for soccer. Uh, I, I, I played Mario Strikers on the GameCube <laughs> and on the Wii. And I didn't buy it for the Switch. And if Mario can't get me to like soccer, then nothing will. I will tell you that. Might, but it's not that. But I'm not going to bash soccer. A lot of people do that. But I'm not going to bash soccer. It's, it's, the beautiful game is hockey. It's not soccer, by the way. Uh, but, but I do understand the impact. And I've seen the highlights on the socials. And the fact that this guy is running around and he looks like he's playing against little kids. Mm-hmm. So I do see the impact. I, I do understand the comparison. It's like if you put LeBron James in the Chinese league right now, mm-hmm. that's what would be happening. And I understand the impact. I understand the how huge it is for South Florida. And and I I'm also I almost tweeted this out. I might tweet this out at some point in the future. But and I'm still calling it Twitter, by the way. Uh, I, I I think that. Um, We've been incredibly lucky down here in South Florida to see some great athletes, great all-time athletes come, like either come down here or were drafted here and stayed uh, or just came up with us. 
we've we've seen uh, Ichiro Suzuki. We've seen Dan Marino, obviously. We, we've seen Roberto Luongo. Uh, just uh, Miguel Cabrera, mm-hmm. LeBron Shaq. James, Dwayne Wade, Shaq. Just all these all-time athletes, and now we have the soccer, the equivalent of the greatest soccer player ever. Mm-hmm. come down here even if it's for a short stint it's probably going to be a very short stint yeah but but regardless he's here and i think it's uh, I, that that is not lost on me at the very least and just the fervor for it i'm just driving downtown miami and he's you just see the big giant sign on one of the side of the buildings it's just him in mm-hmm. hank and black you know and that, that I do like the co- the color that color combination for yeah uh, it's from Miami. It, it's uh, definitely uh, made a difference culturally in this city yeah. now that Lionel Messi is here and get, have him on my list. And we're going to tell you where I have him here here. But we'll go th- from three to one and and ra- round out this top ten athletes in South Florida right after this. Third and final segment here on this Sunday, July 6th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day, talking top 10 athletes in South Florida and their impacts on and off the field or ice. Uh, And Francisco, number three, I have Matthew Kachuk for for, Florida. Should we do this? Okay, hold on a second. I just want to see in the order. Should we do three and two and then do honorable mentions and then we reveal our number ones? Yeah, sure. So uh, three, yeah. three, Matthew Kachuk, who mm-hmm. super clutch uh, throughout the throughout the postseason, three out of four game winning um, game winning goals in the Carolina series alone. And just the the loud leader that he was after game five saying we'll be back in this locker room, the bus in 10 just this, him being on the NBA on TNT in uh, it, uh right before a heat game. I think that, I think that Matthew Kachuk de- deserves a top three me- mention for athletes in South Florida. Number two. And I think this is mostly because of the sport he plays. It's a more popular sport, but he has changed this team ever since he got traded here and, and probably could even make this team a Super Bowl contender this year. Number two is Tyreek Hill, who has okay. the chance to win to break the the receiving yards record this this year. Who, with an extra game now, there's a chance for him to break Calvin Johnson's record. And I have Tyreek Hill here on my list at number two for the Miami Dolphins. So three and two for you. All right, so three and two for me. At number three, I have Alexander Barkov. Mm-hmm. You know, seeing him since he was he was drafted, uh, seeing that um, the way that he's carried himself, uh, the way he's embraced South Florida, he's a Miami Heat season ticket holder, which I find it very difficult that they play the season at the same time. So, but he finds a way to get to games when he's got those off days down here. Uh, so that's always nice and encouraging. Uh, I haven't I haven't really seen him in a Marlins game. We got to get him to one of those. Mm, no um, doubt. But uh, Barkov has probably been the most consistent athlete down here, and a lot of people just don't know it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's 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 on the Panthers, also on the fact that, and on the totem pole, hockey is not as 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 high of a priority. 
but hopefully after this past season, people really start paying attention and the Panthers have a great bounce back, but it'll be a bit difficult. We'll see. We'll see once the season starts and how the new pieces fall and how the recovery is going for a lot of these guys. But Barkov has just been the, the, the pillar for the Panthers and here in South Florida, he's, he's always in the Selk conversation, the lady Bing conversations. Um, I know people want him to kind of be like, like Ovechkin or Stamkos and just have boatloads of goals uh, to go along with it. But he's the best all around player. And now that Patrice Bergeron is retired. He's basically uh, there. He's, he's the guy now. He's mm -hmm. that guy. Uh, the fact that he's not in a city like Boston or Toronto, people just haven't really noticed, mm -hmm. but he's, he's, He'll be one of those that you'll look and they'll 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 retire as number sixteen and and you're like man this is one of the greatest athletes that's ever played down here mm -hmm. that's ever played down here and he's you know early on it just like he he's been relative he's been healthy uh, which has been fantastic for this team and I know people will look at playoff numbers and everything like that but you look at everybody that's every expert every all fellow players, uh, teammates, uh, opposing players, when they talk about him, that they, they just, he's essentially, he's, he's a, he's a dark horse or a sleeper type of mm. player. He, he, he's sneaky good for a lot of people, but those guys, those, the experts, the people around the hockey world, they know like, this is one of the top players in the league, mm -hmm. right? He's, and he's one of the most dangerous. He's probably one of the smartest too. Just defensively. And I, I, I urge people to look at, just look at the way he plays. Don't, don't bog yourself down on whether he scored a goal or not, but just look at the way he plays. All right. His checking game, the way he, he he just robs the puck from people just out of nowhere, just silently pickpockets people all the time. Uh, he's got that nice, that just... Quietly, too. Quietly, and, you know, he's the captain of the team, and he leads by example. That's mm -hmm. that's he. His, his actions are what speak louder than his words. A lot of people... Uh, have criticized him for, for, for that as well. And just like this guy is the most well-respected guy on the Panthers. Every, mm -hmm. every team that's, that's ever played with them will tell you that. So uh, I think Alexander Barkov is one of the most important Panthers ever and is one of the top athletes in South Florida. So that's my number three. And my number two is Maddie Kachuk. Mm -hmm. Panthers back-to-back -back for you. So yeah, back-to-back. -back. And so I guess people will know what my number one is, but but Maddie Kachuk, in one season, just a massive, massive shift in attitude for mm -hmm. the team. The Panthers have been contending for quite a few seasons before he got here, right? They've been mm -hmm. building up to it. But there was always this sense that you know, the Panthers are kind of flashy. We had the 2022 season where they were just scoring boatloads of goals, but but people still saw them as kind of like a soft team, as, as a team you could push around, a team that didn't really have attitude, that that had uh, no real grit. 
no real grits and uh, really, I mean, you you could see it in. I think I urge people also if you want to see what the Panthers were like, what kind of the microcosm of 2022, and how the regular season was a bit of a facade with regards to the goals and everything that was happening. Look at not the not the not the round against the Tampa Bay Lightning where they, where they got swept, the Washington Capitals series. I think that one evoked more of what was wrong with that Panthers team than anything else because the the Washington Capitals turned on a switch and they had won the cup a few seasons back and and they were pushing the Panthers around like crazy and mm-hmm. everybody here was complaining oh well oh, nobody's calling these the fact the Capitals play so dirty Todd Wilson like all these other things but that's that's hockey that's that's that is old-time hockey, and mm-hmm. that's what they do in the playoffs. And and the Panthers didn't have a guy that could combat that in a sense, not with just his words, but backing it up. And mm-hmm. Matthew Kachuk, dear Lord, what an airdrop by Zito to no pull doubt. off that trade. Training one of, the, one of the other most important players in franchise history in, in, in Jonathan Huberdeau. And I saw um, some people were, were there was like a poll debating whether I don't know if you put it up or somebody else put it I up. I put it up. You put it up whether to retire his number, and the fact that a lot of people are saying no, uh, obviously offends me as as Panthers historian. Because that that man, Jonathan Huberto, you can say what you want after one season, but I mean th- there haven't been many Panthers that have lasted that long with with him, and he's not like Stephen Weiss. Like Stephen Weiss was here a long time. Respect to him and everything like that. But Jonathan Huberdeau was just so much better than him. Mm. And without Huberdeau, you 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 wouldn't have gotten uh, the the great play out of, out of Barkov. I mean, that was the one-two punch right there. Was the, 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 the core three, right? Ekblad, Barkov, and Huberdeau was those three guys, right? Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles. And that was uh, the, the fact that people disrespect Huberdeau over that. Mm. But trading one of the most important franchise players ever for Matthew Kachuk, and then locking him up, locking him up, and basically like, all right, Bar- Barkov is the captain, but this is Matthew Kachuk's team. Mm-hmm. He he is he's changed the direction of it. One season, the regular season, everybody was complaining, everything like that, but but Kachuk's play was incredibly consistent. Scored forty goals. And then the playoffs happen. And I think had it been a different roster without Kachuk against Boston, they would have gotten swept. I agree. They would have gotten swept because that attitude wouldn't have been there. Mm-hmm. Kachuk is like, he's just, he's, he is, he's, he's got that dog in him. No doubt. He, he really has that dog in him. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Like the, the Boston Bruins, a big, big, giant bear. Right, but you got that dog in him, and he's just keeps barking at the bear like he's gonna take down the bear, and they mm. did, they did, yep. and Perfect. then the Toronto series and the clutch goals after that, and just the attitude and the fact that uh, he he's he, he just gets under everybody's skin. It is he is he is the number two athlete for me at this point. He really is. It, you haven't seen that. From anybody on the Dolphins or the Marlins right now, you haven't really seen it. But the Panthers haven't seen it in a long time. We're just a guy that that uh, completely 
shift changes the culture of a team. So that's mm-hmm. Manny Kachuk. That's my number two. Yeah, and uh, and I had him at three, and then you had Barkov at um, you had him at three, while I had Barkov at seven. I already mm-hmm. named my honorable mentions uh, earlier in the segment. Number one, I, I've got three. So uh, I'm gonna start with my number one. Uh, and okay. then I'll have you do your honorable mentions and then number right. one. But uh, number one, it has to be Lionel Messi, not only because of averaging over a goal a game. Been here like so three far. weeks. In, in, in a few weeks. Like, yeah. it's, it's, he's just on a different level. He's just a man playing amongst boys. I know Inter Miami's last in the table, but what he's done in, even in the League Cups uh, to, games too. He's just uh, and the cultural impact of being a World Cup winner as well, the marketability, the draw, the Instagram follows that have gone up with Inter Miami. It's got to be Lionel Messi at number okay. one for for, for right. me. And and you? All right. Well, I, I you know I I I'm not just following the trends here, right? But it's Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler was the prototype for just a shift change. Well, it wasn't well. It really wasn't a shift change. The Miami Heat have always been this a, way, a passing but, the torch from Wade to Butler. Well, he, obviously, Dwayne Wade is uh, still one of the most, probably the most important athlete in South Florida sports history. I'm going to tell Correct. you that much. It doesn't matter how long Messi's here, which isn't going to be very long, but um, you know that that impact that he has and still has in the league. Uh, but Jimmy Butler, what, what a the ultimate. If you had to list all 120 something plus teams in professional sports of a team that matches the player, their top player, I mean, the Miami Heat might be number one with the way Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler is a Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. It's almost unbelievable when you see him in like, Oh, he played for the Bulls. He played for the Timberwolves. Played for the Sixers. And he the, wanted out not, of those. Does not match, you know. And, and and, but Jimmy Butler on the Heat. Oh yeah, now that makes a lot of sense. Just the attitude, the the way that there doesn't seem to be any sense of worry at all mm-hmm. when you see him play. Uh, the regular season happens. All right, the Heat. Ah, all right, we'll make the playoffs. We could be the number one in the East. We could be number the the, the final team in the, in the playing tournament in the East, and we'll find a way. We'll figure it out. Even <laughs> I'll, when I'll, I'll show, him. Uh, yeah, and he shows up. He expels his energy when the team needs him the most, and the fact that uh, you saw that for the these past few seasons. And he's backed up everything that he said. They lost in 2022 in Game 7 on the final shot against Boston uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals. And he was sitting there like, all right, we got enough here. We'll, we'll bring we'll everybody back. back and we'll, 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 we'll get it done next time. And they did it. They, mm-hmm. they did it. And I, I, I honestly, you look at the guys that are playing right now, man, yeah, kind of messy and all this stuff, but really, this the thing with Inter Miami. It's it's I can't. It, this is a flash in the pan type of thing for me right now. Mm-hmm. It really is. It really is. I, I it's 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 more. Messi's not just. To, it's not really to build up Miami's 
team. It's to build up the entire league of MLS. Yes. That's, that's why. So I, when I think top South Florida athletes, I'm talking about the guys that are here to lift up here. And that's, that's their mission. Messi's mission isn't to lift up the Miami team. It's to lift up the entire league. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, Jimmy Butler was to lift up the Miami heat. And when the heat are good, South Florida is good. And mm-hmm. it, it, it causes all the other teams to step up because I think, um, uh, David Sampson, as much as a lot of people hate him, uh, the fact that he he said like, man, I, he they hated the Heat because of how good they were. That's that that tells you how um, the Heat impact the other teams down here and should force them to be good, to force them to to try and get eyeballs to them, get fans in the seats. Uh, it, it, the Heat being good only helps the Dolphins and the Panthers and the Marlins because mm-hmm. it, it, you can't just sit down and 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 just be terrible. You need to do something about it. And Jimmy Butler did that for the Heat. They got them out of a very weird period of of that transition between the big three and now. It was a very weird, weird Mediocre. Mediocre Hassan Whiteside and spending all that money on Tyler Johnson. Just just Justice Winslow. Yeah, you know, and uh, Jimmy Butler's just – Fantastic. I mean, my honor. Oh, I forgot to talk about my honorable mentions, but uh, I just left them off uh, real quick. Jazz Chisholm Jr. Mm-hmm. Because when he's healthy, he can be very good, but he hasn't been healthy, and we can't see consistency from him. He's we've shown flashes. Yesterday, um, even he got hurt. Yeah, I mean, he, we've seen flashes of him being really good, but he just the Marlins need an actual impact bat like that, like a driving runs and. Uh, if he's good, then sure. Uh, Sergey Bobrovsky is my, my my other one because for right now, at the very least, he is the number one goaltender for the Florida Panthers, and goalie is the most important position in hockey. And when he was on, you saw in the playoffs, he is fantastic and the most important player. And he, if, man, uh, alternate history or other universe out there the panthers find a way to pull it off against the vegas Golden knights and bob either him or, or kachuk win the con smith so mm. there you go and uh then i have tyreek hill uh just the fact that he's uh, lifted up the play of Tua tongue below and makes him look good his off the field stuff obviously kind of yep. impacts the way i feel about him because uh it doesn't seem like a really good dude yeah, uh, two different occasions you know, now. Hide your kids, hide your wife. Mm. But there you go, and that's it. Yep, and that rounds out our top ten athletes for for South Florida current South Florida athletes. And if you guys on the YouTube want to comment on yours or even tweet us at on Twitter about your top athletes in the South Florida landscape, make sure to do it at Monoman Twelve at FJOJR for Francisco. Uh, to tweet at us. Let's have a little bit of fun in this off season now. Uh, but Francisco, I want to thank you for joining me. So on, on this edition of the lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, tell everybody where they can find your work. All right. So right now it's, it's Marlin season and they, uh, but they're still going, uh, but at Marlin's history, that's that's where I'm focusing on and everything right now at this point, but I will transition come October at FLA Cats history for your Florida Panthers stuff. That's that's kind of the 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 dual the duology that I'm working with right now. Once October hits, I'm 
Um, Panthers historian as unless the Mormons make the playoffs by some by some miracle. Uh, and yeah, there you go. Awesome. Thank you so much, my friend, and I'll see you next time. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Steel Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. They can make the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So I'm Ramon Velez with Francisco Porta. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day. <laughs>